You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Carter comes up shooting. Welcome to podcast number 10. We made it to double digits. We got the second podcast going. I am back with the usual suspects. With me to my left is the self-proclaimed sport doctor, the PhD in sport knowledge, Mr. Gregory Yoroshadis. How you doing today, brother? What up, T-Dot? And to my right is the return, the triple return of the Twin Dragon podcast, Christian Wolfgang that's right, kids. Wolfgang Graffin. You forgot the Theodore. No kids are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just, let's just start it off, guys. First uh, topic on the agenda. Um, we're clearly a Toronto basketball podcast, so we'll Toronto start basketball it off. matters. There we go. So we're starting off with a Toronto basketball matter. I know we've been talking about this ad nauseum, especially last week and the week before that, but we're going to bring it back up again. Re-signing Kyle Lowry, the former or hopeful maybe – future face of the franchise what do we do in this situation you know clearly he's looking for a max contract 35 million dollars per year probably spread over five years 31 year old point guard you know graf had mentioned to me earlier you know other enticing options for kyle lowry you know signing with a team like the san antonio spurs i know they're going after chris paul but you know logistically speaking kyle lowry could he fit would on fit. that roster he would fit there right what do you think kyle lowry's gonna do greg if I you were if you're in kyle lowry's shoes right now how would you handle free agency so, I was listening to Chauncey Billups explain how he helped Kyle Lowry turn his career around. And one of the things he said was that prior to being the impact player that he became, being the, an all-star, Mr. Big Shot, NBA champion, finals MVP, soon to be GM of the Hawks, <laughs> one of the things he said to Lowry was that before he did all that, he was a journeyman, and he had to settle on a city where it wasn't going to be like he was going to be the man in Lakerland or he was going to be the head honcho in Boston or Chicago. It was Detroit for him, and he made himself into a household name in Detroit. To Kyle Lowry, that was one of the reasons why he decided to stay and pair up here with DeRozan and make himself into a Canadian household name. Now... The question is, now is the question, do I think he should stay or does he want to stay? Because, look, I think he's asking for max money but will take less. I think How the Raptors, well, that's between the big wigs to figure out. Like, the idea of letting someone who has been the leader of a team that's won back-to-back 50-point games for the first time in franchise history walk just because one player happens to play in the conference I think is silly uh, again, only in the modern landscape of the NBA where it's championship or bust do we have this idea of blowing up a team that has won 50-something games and is, by I think, clearly better than they were last year. Right? You bring Lowry back, you bring Ibaka back, you upgrade the three, and that's the key. You need to have Lowry taking less 
and Ibaka taking a little less, so you can upgrade the three. You said then you're competitive. You said something very interesting right there because of one man in the East. So yeah. you're already so no. Listen, you're already stating for a fact that our biggest competition is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Not even considering the Golden State Warriors. Do you even think our team could compete against the Golden State Warriors? Because the goal at the end of the day is win a championship, regardless of Eastern yeah. If we're going championship or bust, then exactly. You gotta Do go. I think we can compete with the Golden State Warriors next in any year, spectrum of this discussion. year? In in in, in general, like, we're a like, tier below. We're a, but we're not yet. I think by bringing in Ibaka, you're almost there. You, we need a couple more pieces to get into contending status. Like this has been a building process. But if Are you take Ibaka now, back, no. You bring Ibaka or and Lowry back. There's not much money. Yeah, they have there's to. That's what I mean. Room. They they. The Raptors, you know, Masai uh, has to use his negotiating powers and appeal to a sense of like, look, because if Lowry just said lost his number one man, look, if he if, if if Lowry says the most important thing for me is to win a championship, yep. uh, that it's hypocritical if he turns around and says, but only if I'm making max money, he'll never win a championship making how much did you say? Like, I don't even understand the new cap structure. How much? Thirty five million dollars a year. Yeah. You could sign him for. How about you sign him for two years at max or three? Maybe he'll take that, or maybe five years, but less. But if you're that. if you're Kyle Lowry though, and you're presented with the option of signing for less money with both the Raptors and the Spurs, who who are you going to choose if you're Kyle Lowry? You're going to choose the Spurs if they if they both offer him a two year contract at twenty five million per year. Why would he come to Toronto so, so, if that was the offer? So well, if we lose Kyle Lowry though, if we lose Kyle Lowry, what are our possible solutions? If, like what what are what is our do we have a backup plan? You could start Corey Joseph on our team, save that money to go after a free agent or make some kind of trade, or like I said, upgrade the three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, There's so many point guards this year. There's so many point guards this year. I think, uh, if okay, so again, if, if I'm going to take the side of you and we should go for it, um, one point guard that I think we should look for then if we're going to replace Lowry is George Hill. Uh, he's He's, again, he's on Utah. Uh, he is a free agent this year. That would be, I think, the perfect scenario for, for the Raptors as a replacement. He's good. He's a leader. He's proven. He has experience. He's good at everything we kind of need, plus that has that defensive mentality. It's always good. I think if yeah. we're going to get rid of Lowry and we still want to go for it, that would be an option I would look at. Instead of something like Drew Holiday or Derrick Rose or, so, you know, like a lot, there's a lot of free agents. You know what? I think if Lowry walks, he'll be a much maligned figure in the city because. You know, he really made it seem like this is where he wanted to be. You think so? Yeah, man. Him and DeRozan are best buds. They made their... Yo, this guy hadn't had any success anywhere until Toronto. And now you're going to tell me that it's just like, oh, sorry, guys. Peace out, T dot. I think like, I think Toronto appreciates the blue collar hard we do. worker that's why, every single him, night kind of guy. And that's Kyle what Lowry I mean. is for, a definition. But that's what I mean, Brandon. If you're him... Why wouldn't you want to work something out to stay here? And look, like, I understand. That's why I hope. Like, listen, like, I'm not sitting here saying, like, I want to see Kyle Lowry go. If we could retain Kyle Lowry on a, on a salary, stretched over time, that suits both parties 100%, yeah. I would welcome Kyle Lowry back with open arms. The, but the conversation I'm having with you is centered around, you know, him most likely earning or getting or being offered a 35 million max at least contract. 30 exactly. at least 30 exactly. million a year which yeah. would, would, put would us, it make sense the for spurs aren't off the, the spurs won't offer him that 
Again, but if he's off, if they're both offering twenty five, us and the Raptors, no, but he's going to the go there. Can't even, no, the Spurs can't offer as much as we can. Yeah, they they have, get they, they're going to get rid they of Gasol. Way more cap, man. They pay Paul Gasol. They will. No, Paul but I know, but he's like a free agent. million dollars. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent no, this year, year or next year. Next year, he's he, a they free can shed. They can shed. Uh, yeah, they got to shed Aldridge to get that. I think they want to keep and Aldridge. I actually think that that Chris Paul makes way more sense for that franchise than yeah. going after Lowry. Lowry would be their second option as a. Who knows though where he's going to go? I agree. That would be the number one for them. I really do think they don't want to stay here because he's had a lot of success here, and and for him, he's got to be like. If he goes to another team, he's got to kind of re reacclimate himself to things. And he's the leader here. He's not going to be a leader of a championship contending team anywhere else. He's going to be third fiddle. To compare it to another sport, I can see him doing exactly what Edwin and Carnacion do. Don't we say that like we would say the mm. same thing about that? Like, if, of course he belongs here. He's never been good anywhere else. This is where he belongs. He loves Bautista, and then look what happens. So I don't know. I don't think that whole I love Toronto thing is really as deep. We don't know. I, think I really think it's a guess. No, I don't think he loves Toronto. I think he's comfortable playing with DeRozan. Yeah, but and, again, and, and, Edwin's and, comfortable. Like and, again, to compare it to another sport, like the comfort part, I think it's all about championship at this point. It's all about the team that could actually win the championship next year. He's already stated that he wants to go back to the or could go back to the West. So who knows? I think it's all facade. I think he's just putting this up for negotiating, like leverage. I think he ultimately, if he gets a decent offer from Toronto, will stay here. But I think he knows if he signs back in Toronto for a lot of money. It's going to be really hard for us to sign other free agents. Yo, we're the only we're the only team that's going to I think offer him that big money, man. He hasn't come through in the playoffs, and he was injured this year, so he couldn't put that to rest. Like he's not he's not a max contract player on a on a contending team. You need to keep that money for other guys. Yeah, but right? you got to have compare like comparative value. Okay, so look at a guy like like let's say Mike Conley, for example. Who's a couple years the Grizzlies younger? Grizzlies aren't a contending team, though. Cal Lowry. No, I'm just saying of player value, contract-wise, Conley earning thirty million dollars. No, but he said, season. "I want." He said, "My number one thing is to compete to win a championship." Well, I got news for you, Kyle. If you're making that much money anywhere you go, your team will not be competing for championship. So that's the thing. Is it about the money or is it about the championship? And we're about to find out. I think we can save that money though. That money could be used. That thirty-five million dollars could be used better. Without him, and still keep going for it. We don't. We don't necessarily Upgrade need the three. Yeah, we exactly. I mean, look at, again. Gordon Hayward. Would you rather have Kyle Lowry on your team right now, or someone like Gordon Hayward, and then get a sort of a backup for for um, for Kyle Lowry coming in, like George Hill? Like we can get a team with that with that amount of money. We could save it a little bit. Yeah. Look, my my. But my first my uh, want would be to retain him because he is essential to the brand. Like right now that the Raptors, this team, this era, the style of play, I think it's important that they try to keep him because he's been a, and you want to keep players long term. It just looks good for your for your franchise. But the number one goal this offseason is to change the way we've been doing things for the last couple of years. Yeah, he's right? a point guard. He knows how to pass the ball. DeRozan needs to pass the ball, and that's what he's working on. DeRozan's working on working on his assist game. He needs to learn how to shoot a three or start shooting the three a little bit more again. Yeah, or but. Or what we have to do is put a three beside DeRozan, a one and a three, so that when he penetrates, there's two three-point options around him. And my God, somebody give Valanciunas the basketball. I'm sorry. Like, the man needs his touches. That, that's a whole other issue. I guess. All right, guys. So we're in the thicket of the NBA Conference Finals right now. And by NBA Conference Finals, I'm talking about the, the, the thicket the, the in, in the midst, in the middle. Is in thicket the, a word? I don't know. Did I make up a word right there? Look it up. I'll look it up after. We need a stat guy. (laughs) We need a stat guy. A word, a a vocabulary guy. 
So yeah, you got a computer. Oh, fuck off. So so continuing what I was going on previously. How do you uh, spell we're, we're in the midst of the NBA playoffs, okay? Is that, is that fair to say? There we go. Okay. Yes. Uh, Boston Celtics, Cleveland Cavaliers, 9 day 30. A um, little bit of uh, drama. A little bit of a LeBron drama. James based drama. LeBron uh, game three, drama. no Get show. Out of here. 11 points in game three. Four fouls in the first half. Kind of shook everything off in the second half. But also say today um, that he is sicker. So apparently he has a, like a stomach bug or the flu or the sniffles or some shit like that. Apparently Duron Williams is a fucking PhD doctor who clearly knows oh, whatever. I digress. LeBron James is sick. Apparently, allegedly. Um, eh. Do you make anything out of this? Do you well, think it's gonna? Do you think Cleveland's gonna seal the deal tonight, or well, uh, do you think well, Boston's well, first gonna of all, persevere? First of all, let's put it on the too? record. A thicket is a dense group of bushes or trees. <laughs> so. I suppose it worked. It does work. There we All go. right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, Brandon, <laughs> I learn, I grow from you every day. Um, go- going back to what you were saying, though, I don't know. I don't think LeBron was sick. I-, I was watching that game, and I said to my girlfriend, I was like, he's he's not, like, something's different. He was deferring to others. I think Max Kellerman was right. He's doing this. Ooh. He's doing this <laughs> to, um, it's not a about love as much. It's about Kyrie, Schumpert, Smith, right? Getting those guys ready. The offensive flow, you know. Just hey. kind of ensuring all complementary parts are kind of at peak like, efficiency okay, for the Le- finals. LeBron right? has shown he's ready to go. Yeah. Like, what, like LeBron came out, he is playing the best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. Kyrie, though, because LeBron has been so dominant, has taken a little bit of a, of a backseat, right? So, and I think... What you saw was LeBron being like, "All right, guys, let's see what you got," and he did that because even in the in the post game press conference, he was like, "You know, adversity can, it can be good sometimes, right?" He sort of dropped that, and LeBron's LeBron's like that. He he operates with Godfather logic. You see, when the when when the Warriors made their super team, and his his Twitter post was the was the the Godfather string symbol, right? He's he's planned this, right? He didn't break out his three. Until the playoffs for a reason, right? And I think what he's done is he's just set the team up now, right? And he wanted to see where they're at. He said, okay, guys, win the game without me. And they couldn't because he was just passing the ball in the front. He was being so passive. And then last game, you saw him come out, again, shooting the jumper, shooting the jumper. He's missing it. So the, the Celtics were within 10 or 12 uh, ahead of them. Then all of a sudden, LeBron said, fuck this. And he took it inside. Dominated, dominated. Well, he, got too, he got too dependent on his outside shot. It was working for the no, but he wasn't. And... He was just practicing it. And no, but I'm saying after that, because he could get LeBron James can score against the Boston Celtics anytime he wants by putting his head down and going to the rim. They have no inside protection, no inside presence, nothing. But okay. he's had success shooting it so far up until that uh, point. Against us, because he had to shoot it. Because the whole playoffs. The yeah, whole playoffs, no, he's had success. He's, two, he's been shooting two, like, what, 240? He's shooting. Three-point line against... Yeah. Uh, He's shooting very well this play. So I don't know. I think it's just just because it's a coincidence. I think he's going from four forty. Nah, man, that ain't no coincidence. Again. I'm telling you, he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose, and that's why Kyrie had the game he did last game. So good, Kyrie played last game. He dropped like his a uh, playoff career high, right? That's no accident because he Le- Lebron knows Kyrie is special, and he needs him to be at because they can't beat the Warriors unless Kyrie Irving is being Kyrie Irving, who is. In my opinion, a better all-around player than Steph Curry. Okay, so Graffin, let me oh. ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a hypothetical. Okay, let's say the Cleveland Cavaliers, same team without LeBron James. 
how, like, what are they placed in the Eastern Conference? Are they are they, they are they still a dominant Eastern Conference presence? Yes, dominant. Comparison to Boston, Washington, Toronto. I still think LeBron I still think they're a top three team. Um, I don't. They're obviously not as good as they are now. They're not dominant anymore. I just think the East gets weaker. It just opens it up completely, and then it can go to anyone. That that's more like a. Washington, Boston, Toronto, Cleveland, any of those teams nah, can man. almost take We're, it. They couldn't beat us without LeBron James. What's their record of, without LeBron James? Do you know it? Didn't look it up. Do you know it? He always plays. No, no. <laughs> what do you mean? He rested. Do you, what, oh, the rest games? Do you know, I what, have it, no you know clue. what Cleveland's record is? Like, since last year, oh, and like 12 yeah, or 14. Also without, like, yeah, exactly. He rests with everybody else. But you. They're, they haven't won a game without him on the court. Yeah, because Dante Jones doesn't really make get it done without know, LeBron James. Without LeBron James, that team would be a playoff team, but I wouldn't even put them in the top three. Maybe because the East has been, but even this year, the don't East forget was that that frees up like thirty million in cap space, though. No, but he because then all the of a sudden, team without LeBron. Yeah, okay, fine. Just so, so you had Kyrie and Love, they would still be a, a playoff team, but. I mean, it de- you know what? It depends because who knows how good Kyrie can be. That's a that's exactly. Such a, no, no, I'm, I've always quite a question that you know. You look at the marquee point guards in the Eastern Conference, even in the NBA. You know, Kyrie Irving's in that discussion, but like, you know, in comparison to a guy like John Wall, for example, or Damian Lillard. You know, Kyrie Irving is what? Like, where would you place him in the hierarchy of the best point guards in the NBA? Is he in the discussion of like a Russell Westbrook? What do you think? Curry, he's top five. I would say he's top five. He's probably like around the four. He's around probably five for me. Are you including James Harden as a point James guard? James Harden is, had 11 assists per game. In, in right, what so he led, yeah, he led the NBA. I would say he's – who's that strange man staring at us there? Okay. <laughs> I would say he's in the top five, yeah, for sure. For sure. Probably uh, number five for me. Well, I got what? Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry. Who else? I think – like, I think – Chris Paul. It, James Harden. So top five. Yeah, but I I even think he might be like he's a better ball handler than Curry, and he's more clutch than Curry. Oh man, no! He is more clutch. Watch yourself there, buddy. Yo, who? who Look at last year. Yeah, look at last year. Who shot in the the season for the Warriors? Irving, man, there's a reason why the ball went there. He is clutch. He went there because he knew this kid is clutch and he's special. He's clutch, but I'm talking about night in, night out. Showing up every single game. I dep- like, if I'm looking at both players, I'm talking about consistency that. and someone I can bet on on a nightly basis. I'm going to throw all my chips in Steph Curry's basket. You know, there's been several occasions. Like, and trust me, I I love Kyrie Irving. And he's but Kyrie Irving could do it on player. any team. But Steph Curry. It's of the season where he just does dis- disappears. Steph Curry wouldn't be Steph Curry if he didn't happen to get drafted by the Warriors. Like his career wouldn't have been the like he wouldn't have 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 had the ascension that he's had. Right, he create he gets those shots because what he situation plays for a team. did Steph Curry walk into when he got drafted? Did he have Clay Thompson, Draymond no, Green? But that's Kevin why Durant he wasn't. No, but he no, wasn't. No, okay. Golden State Warriors off the like initially off the cusp, and Grafton Griffin on this one took Steph Curry, and then took Draymond Green a second, took Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. and through smart drafting, build a dynamic roster and around luck. a foundational player. They didn't know Steph Curry was going to be Steph Curry when they drafted him. Okay, you they didn't say, know Draymond you, you Green say, was going to be that. So you're saying three <laughs> times like triple luck? Like triple no, but are just great any scouting. franchise that achieves success. I mean, Cleveland won the championship. They got a little lucky. A guy like LeBron James decided to come back to Cleveland where he was born. All I'm saying is luck always factors in. Some teams, it seems like they drafted well, and then the player bust blows out his knee, and you're Greg I'm, Oden. I'm, I'm talking, you know what I mean? Every like, good team in the NBA right now has built themselves pretty much through the draft. No, that's not true. What do you mean? The 
the Cavaliers are. I mean, with the exception of San Antonio, because they're just winning. The Rockets didn't. We didn't build ourselves to the draft. Well, Valanchun, like, what do you mean? Who? Uh, the Rockets didn't build through the draft. Well, I think it's what he's saying is that you build your foundation through the draft, and when you get to a point Obviously. where you have elite players around or decent components, you go and make that splash. We're talking about if Steph Curry like, is better than State, is, is better than. Kyrie Irving, and all I was trying to say, what he found himself in a very fortunate situation where beside him is the second best shooter in the league, right? And then on top of that, he has a coach in Steve Kerr that put in a system that allowed it to work. Like lots of like, my point is Steph Curry's game isn't as transferable as Kyrie Irving's game. Kyrie Irving will be Kyrie Irving anywhere he goes. Steph Curry, I don't know if that's the case. I really don't like he he depends on like he's evolved as part of the Warriors organization has evolved. You could put Kyrie Irving on any team and and his ability to beat you one on one. As long as there's at least the one complimentary outside shooter. I agree. I agree. You're right. He couldn't go to any team. If a team didn't have any secondary scoring, especially like from he, the outside, he wouldn't be able to function as a player. The, He'd be doubled up on every single possession. Yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. Not but I'm the, saying but the majority of amazing things that he does. But I'm saying the majority, the majority of teams in the NBA do have complementary scoring. They have at least one guy, regardless of how shitty that player is. We could throw the Rudy Gays out like there. He's in the not world. even the best player he on his team. He still would be, be a dynamic all star yeah. player. See, I still think that well, Kyrie Irving, we've seen what. He brings to the table right now, even with LeBron on a team. He's he could also, play at his best. He's also younger, though. He's I think also the younger, X, too. The X factor, I think, is Kevin Love. I think if LeBron wasn't on the team, he would go, he could go back to playing like he did on Minnesota and getting those crazy numbers and playing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that would be, for me, the X factor. We've seen Kyrie even before LeBron. What were they? They were 10th place, I think, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. maybe maybe 9th or 8th mm-hmm. um, the year before LeBron came there, and it was just no, Kyrie. No, they were shit, man. They, they got the number one pick. That's yeah. how they drafted Wiggins and flipped it for Love. Yeah, I think they were, like, right? 10th. Or eleventh or something, but they bad he, enough to get the number one draft pick, right? Through he, a trade, I think. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No man, I think they were just bad. They had they had Anthony Bennett, right, and Tristan Thompson before that. They drafted Anthony Bennett. Thirty three and forty nine. They were third and third in the division and tenth in the yeah. in Turkey. Well, I think they Kevin Love would be the factor. Like the so. greatest shooting guard in the NBA. And Dion Waiters, so no hint on them. <laughs> Moving on, guys. So we got another matchup that kind of wrapped up last week. Uh, Golden State Warriors against the uh, aforementioned San Antonio Spurs. Uh, um, uh, sweep in four. Um, Greg, what went wrong with the Spurs? You know, beyond the Leonard injury. And do you beyond think, Zaza Pachulia's big foot? Do you think the team could compete with Kawhi on the, on the roster? Of course they could. Yeah. Have it's like that. Co- it's like the Kyle Lowry factor for you, right? I'm not. I'm not showing any bias. Them. That's a hypothetical. Even question. more, man. Like, of course, even that's, more. They were winning I think, before no, I he think, got injured. <laughs> bottom, no, he's, look, bottom line is, like, your team could be as, like, well uh, 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 drilled and fit and, and, and have chemistry and rhythm as you want. But, like, when you're missing one of the top three players in the world, you are never going to win, like, that series. Like, you know what I mean? You take away a player like that, no team has a chance. Even the Warriors couldn't win a championship if they didn't have either Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. I'll tell you that right now. Right, like it ruined the series to me. You know, I, I you know thought what, I was gonna see a competitive. You know what, I had a very series. You know what ruined this fucking series for me? You know what's inexcusable? The fucking play of Lamarcus Aldridge. And I know we keep keep creating all these fucking excuses for him. Lamarcus Aldridge signing wasn't like an Al Horford signing. You're well, disappointed. Al skill set for the Atlanta Hawks, where he was a complimentary piece You're, of offense. He was a I fantastic know. low post playmaker. I think gonna put Lillard made him really a lot better than he was. Other. 
I think Damian Lillard is one of the reasons why he was a, a lot better. Got, got a lot more joke that Lamarcus Aldridge is a guy who's replacing fucking Tim Duncan. But, essentially. But, you know but, what I mean? I know there's lofty shoes. I never can make the comparison between. But Aldridge Brandon, and Duncan, I mean, but, look, like, the, the, no, but the expectation for Aldridge was he is a dominant run through the offense type of player. But if they were to add CP3, you don't think he can go back that to that? What he was before? If they were to add CP3, no, you don't he, think he can he go never, back to being a dominant player again? If he went back I think to he playing can. like he did on the Blazers, he was a it wouldn't fit. Guy. No, but 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 look, when you play for the Spurs... You're saying you can, structurally he wouldn't be able to play with that team, be able to compete against them? He's lost a little bit of his athleticism, as happens when you age, okay? But I'm saying anybody who goes to the Spurs is going to have a drop-off in their stats because they make the extra pass, right? They don't play... It's not about one person, okay? Now... Yeah, unless you can hit a three, you're not getting that extra pass, and you're not getting the extra points, pretty much, on yeah, the Spurs. Yeah, right? Now, now look, and the thing is, once Kawhi went down, because I think he was having a good playoffs, man. He played good the series before. He did. It, it was that once Kawhi went down, that he was the only thing they had, and he's getting played by the all-defensive player. When 40-year-old who's guarding, who's guarding? Well, hold, Come on here. Hold on. We're going to get to Jadonobly in a minute. Who's guarding Aldridge, the best defender in the NBA? Like, plus the Warriors' defense, the best defense in the NBA surrounding that player, it's going to be hard to have, one, like, a takeover the game type series. He hasn't yeah, played well all season, about, though. This isn't, we're not talking about Ursan like, Ilyasova. We're talking about LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus fucking Aldridge. Like, one of the most elite power forwards yeah. of our generation. I well, still think he did, though. Maybe you not. You bring the Draymond Green conversation and excuse Draymond me. Draymond Green's going to go down as a better power forward. Against a guy like Draymond Green. I'm not saying he should be able to dominate he Draymond did, Green, but she should be able to fucking show up in okay, some capacity. He did comp- I think he barely, did. Barely, barely, barely. I mean, he was look. a human half cadaver on the fucking court, and he did next to nothing when Marcus Aldridge went and was out of the series. I'm, I know, sorry, you're, I'm sorry. I know you're disappointed. You were a, a, a Portland Trailblazers fan with Aldridge there. You were one of the first guys when they were young to be like, yo, Greg, have you seen, seen Portland play a guy? Fantastic organization. Right? <laughs> I had a lot of, I lo- LaMarcus Aldridge, that's why I'm so angry right now because I had a lot of faith in LaMarcus Aldridge. I, I thought he, he was. he gained a little weight. It slowed him down. It's extremely disappointing. Did you see? He's, he's chubbier now. He's a much thinner player before. Portland just gives all these random players a lot of money too. I'm surprised they didn't just offer Aldridge a max contract before he, or, or did they? And he just wanted to go to the. Spurs. No, he just wanted to go to the Spurs. He just wanted to go to the Spurs because they're offering. We, we they have some crazy we, contracts. We, we were on, on a on short list. We were on Aldridge's short list. We were on Gasol's short list. We're always on a short list. Yeah, we they, never they make they the do team. Do that. The, the Grizzlies saved like saved the Trailblazers by mm. outmatching the Chandler Parsons. Oh, God. Which was fucked. When are we ever going to get a free agent to come here? A good one. Damari Carroll was supposed to be good. Jermaine O'Neal was supposed to be good. We we get a lot of, like, washed-up players that were once good. It's like the Leafs in the past. (laughs) Yeah. The the Toronto free agent curse, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here That's why we should go and build – well, the draft is no better either. Terrible history in the draft and free agency. Hey, didn't you guys want to do some kind of mock draft? Isn't that what you told – Greg. Don't, don't talk to me about a fucking mock draft, motherfucker. Of course I got a mock draft. I carry a mock draft on me everywhere I go because you never know what type of situation you'll be in when you got to bust out a top ten, baby. That's right. Everywhere I go. Right, grab it? That's right. There we go. I sound like a goddamn lunatic right now, guys. So, yeah, we do. We uh, we actually figured well, we out, found the, out the, uh, order. The, the pecking order for the, uh, the NBA draft. 
through the uh, through the NBA lottery. Sorry, uh, Phoenix. N- n- not an <laughs> ideal situation for the Phoenix Suns, unfortunately. Sacramento uh, dropped down to four. Sacramento. Kinda. They benefited. At they least they got up. two guys in the top ten. Uh, Greg, what are your impressions of the lottery this year? Do you... the lottery? <laughs> I don't play the lotto. You don't play the lotto. Greg is like a like that's that's the great thing about our podcast is Greg's more into the actual in depth cultural nature of the game and we're more into <sighs> the pop journalism side. No, I'm not into around. Look, I just, <laughs> I think it ruins some young young players' careers too, right? Like you get these guys, they think they've arrived before they have because they're Lonzo some Ball list. From some like nerd on his computer, like just research. Are you calling shit. me a nerd on the computer? It no, also motivates great. players, though. Look at Draymond. Yeah, he can. Hey, like, all I'm saying is, like, I just you know, uh, I gotta see the player play in the league first, right, against other NBA players. Mind you, of course, the speculation is fun. How Canadian of you? Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Hold on. Let's talk about. Let's talk about these these young. Young prospects. Let's here. go, Greg. Do you want to count it down? My number one. Who would I draft number one? Ten to one. We'll go ten to one. So Sacramento's drafting at, at the ten spot. At ten spot. So Graf, I'm gonna let you start this off. Who do you got at number ten? Sure. So, so I actually have the same ten players that I did in the last mock draft. I have it mixed around a bit, but um, I have Dennis Smith Jr. going Ooh, at number ten. So uh, a, a little bit, but um, again, I, Sacramento's gonna have two really good players coming out of this draft. I think they're gonna be a team that's gonna be great. Maybe. Couple of years from now, but um, so you, yeah, I have Dennis Smith Jr. not going to the Knicks or a bunch of other teams you, that, that you, might actually. Did you watch North Carolina State against Duke this year? Did you see what Dennis Smith Jr. did to Duke? Brings to the table, yeah, he's insane. He's listen, I understand his limitations. He's the fastest he's the player I've ever fan. seen. He is an athletic freak, even with the ACL injury. They, I, I, ooh, that's a. Ooh, that's they a keep saying they keep saying Westbrook, but I don't know the lack of the the shooting sort of game. He's a little bit small, I think, too. So. I don't know. I can see him dropping off. I don't see the Knicks taking him just because of the offense that they run. Right. Got Knicks um, at eight, though, right? Yeah, the Knicks at eight. But again, uh, there's there's so many good players in this draft. So that, yeah, got, I see him going at number 10. So you got Dennis Smith Jr. going number 10 for the Sacramento Kings. You know what, man? I got a trade in my mock draft. Get this, all right? You've wait so not. Oh yes, I, I threw a hypothetical trade in the old the old <laughs> the old pot right here. Okay, so so I'm saying the the Sacramento Kings want to move up, want to move up a bit, and they want to move up two spots, the top three. They want to go to the third overall. Talk about that later. Number five, 76ers, and number ten, 76ers. So the trade is third overall pick for the fifth and tenth. For the tenth, Philadelphia 76ers. I think at this point. You know, they have all the talent. They've assembled multiple, multiple talented players in Do this organization. They? they have great, great players. They have great guys they can build around. I would love to be the GM the in Philly. I'd well. love to be Brian Calangelo right be now. A fantastic, it's a fantastic situation there. And so they don't necessarily need to draft the best player they, on the board. Much more they than need Toronto. to draft a guy that fits schematically what they need as an offense. And the guy I like the best is Donovan Mitchell. You know, Donovan Mitchell isn't the sexiest name out there, but what he brings to the table is that he's a hyper def- Hyper, def- like he's an incredible fucking defender. I think he's the best defensive guard in the draft. Athletic, he's yeah. incredibly athletic. Yeah. He's a type of guy that can guard multiple positions. I think he can guard one through three. He has very long arms. He's very quick of foot. He's very fleet of foot. He's not the greatest shooter in the world, but he's the kind of guy where his jump shot's not completely broken. He's not okay. going to be a 16, 17 point scorer every single night. He's most likely going to be an 11, 12 point per game type of player. But he's going to bring it every. He's going to be like a like a like a lesser sort of version of Avery Bradley. But he's not a freshman. Hmm? It's uh, isn't everybody so saying this is the 10? year of the this yeah. is the year of the freshman though. Everybody's taking freshman. Don't does that not worry you that yeah, the age? I think 
I'm, I'm talking about Philadelphia 76ers just having the fifth pick as well, and I'm going to talk about that pick later. I, I think, think the it's same just thing is going to happen. Yeah, that's my okay. That's my ten. I I same as Brandon. You You're think a tr- you think a trade is going to happen with? Philly. I agree with Brandon. Yeah. The reason why I think there should be a trade <laughs> because I think there's a this is an incredibly deep. NBA draft, but I think there's tears course, for this. Yeah. And I know I've mentioned there's this before. Tra- there's always deals on like, on draft day, man. From the wise, wise words of Meek Mill, there's levels of the shit, young boy. And then when I talk about levels, you know what I mean? There's the 1A tier, and there's the 1B tier of prospects. And the 1A tier, I'm going to throw Josh Jackson, you know, Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, and, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and you know, they're on Fox as well. You know what I mean? Those guys are my upper echelon what about the 1A other Kentucky tier. I don't kid. see Jason why Philly Tatum's would want, the- I don't see why Philly would want to ever trade down, though. They don't need two more pick. They need one really good pick, don't they? To complete this whole rookie starting five okay, and go so, forward with so it. So we'll talk about that pick later. Graffin, who do you got at nine, buddy? Um, okay, so number nine for me, uh, so it's Dallas, so they kept the same pick in the draft. Um, I got Malik Monk going here. You got so, Malik Monk. Okay. Yep, I got Malik Monk uh, again, kind of kind of dropping a bit, but Dallas, at, Dallas at is nine? Po- yeah, at nine. So Dallas's point guard situation is kind of a mess. I mean, they they don't really know. I, th- I don't think the direction to go. They kind of well, a big they Yogi Ferrell fan. No, I'm not a big Yogi Ferrell fan. They could go in any direction, really. I think here, but it's I think small. point guard point guard's kind of their main need. So for me, that that's where I'd go. You know, I got I got Frank Nikilna going here at number nine. Is that and a I French think, kid? Yeah, and I think it's just That's a matter of... He's really of, young. You know, just, like, I think in the Dallas Mavericks situation, you got to draft the best possible guy on the board. You're not drafting for position. You're drafting and getting the best possible player you can get. Fortunately enough for them, it's Frank. I'm not even going to make some sort of attempt to say his last name. I just... I, Frank isn't the most polished guy out there, but he again, he does have... He, his mechanics aren't completely broken. Okay. He's not the. Com- this he's is not- just. This is the same explanation that you gave twice. But it's now. not a Michael Kidd Gilchrist situation. Like I'm saying, like guys like Josh Jackson. Like mm-hmm. there's several guys in the <laughs> yeah, top yeah. ten who do have broken mechanics. But I think all these guys have fixable shots. It's not a situation where the guy's going to completely lost his I mean, fucking. You, you can learn a new way of, of of shooting too, if you really need to. And Young players, it- you can draft players on on like athletic potential, and then say, and then we'll try to mold it mm-hmm. as it goes. Sorry, go, go on. Like again, it's a, he's a very he, he's like a, a a more I guess he's a better version of Donovan Mitchell essentially. Again, you're drafting a very competent defender and a guy who's really lanky. If you, you had to compare him like, to an NBA player, who would it be? Frank. Yeah. Um. That's a good question, actually. That's long. Like, like yep. a long, long point guard defender. Yeah. D- uh, right. Our our point guard. He can defend. Backup. Within the same sort of physical mold, I think Frank is a little bit more athletic. Yeah, he's a higher he's a higher he's a higher ranked prospect than Wright was. Although I like Wright, um, <clears throat> he has to work on a shot too. His so shot m- mechanics are poor. Just to move on, I can so that's why I all these reasons you guys just said I have him going to uh, New York at the uh, eighth pick. So I have Frank going there. So I think that he would be good in that triangle sort of offense. You and think that's Doyle's gonna like allow his team to j- 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 look at how that, I don't know. Chris Stapp has panned out perfectly. So I I have no uh, I don't see why. He didn't have that great a year this year, man. But still, the, the he, people in New York year, see I the potential. That kid was though. gonna be. The real deal. Yeah, but look who he's had around him. He's had Derrick Rose as a point guard this year, and he, he's had some pretty bad. It's it's hard to work know, with man. what he had. But how? What do you mean, Carmelo Anthony is like a a the, non-passer? The defense, no, but the defense. Focuses <laughs> so on when him. does he ever get? The, if Carmelo gets the ball, he's so, shooting. I mean, Rose too, right? I guess they're like score first players. Uh, well, you would be, think that you can get something like at least open shots. I'd like to see him as a number one or number two option and see how he does. The problem is they 
they play like Rose and Mello. As soon as they get the ball, they kind of go ISO, and then they don't yep. really pass it off. So it which kind of is, forces. Which is fucked because the triangle offense exactly is, is the base, exact opposite. Is the, is the exact opposite. <laughs> well, it forces Chris Dapp, I think, to shoot. But anyways, that's why I have yeah. them taking him because I think he'll fit, fit into that offense for one. Um, see, and then I, I also have, see I, them having drafting a, an international. Player. I have no faith in this organization whatsoever, and I'm expecting them to draft the worst possible fit possible. And I'm going to assume they're going to go after Dennis Smith Jr. at number eight. They're going to draft a guy who's going to run pure ISO and just completely destroy the triangle offense. Yeah, it like only a, makes sense for me personally. It's like a younger Derrick Rose. Just the flashiest possible player out there. Listen, I'm not saying Dennis Smith Jr. is a bad basketball player, but I'm saying stylistically playing for the Knicks wouldn't be the best fit, especially facilitating the triangle offense as a point guard. I, I think Dennis Smith, if he went to the Mavericks, is the best possible fit for Dennis Smith, but realistically, I, I just think the Knicks are going to just shit the bed and take Dennis Smith over Frank. Moving down to number seven, Graffin. Who do you got, buddy? All right. Well, I got uh, Darren Fox. Um, oh, my God. I know. I have him <laughs> dropping. So he, he dropped quite a bit in, in my draft. Minnesota, by the okay. way, is, yeah. the, is the team. Yeah, I think they need a... They need someone like this uh, again. A good, good point guard. Who knows what's going to happen with Ricky, you got, you with Ricky got a team Rubio? Apparently, the, apparently the Timberwolves are going to offer Rose a contract. I do. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Well, that just kind of hints at the need of a that they need it, sort is, of a point is guard, Rubio right? Still on. He still is there. Um, how, how much left on his contract? Rubio's a year. Rubio's not bad. He played very no, well I this like year. Rubio, I like Rubio a lot. Dude, I'd rather have fucking Graffin's boy Rudy Fernandez over Derrick Rose, man. Well, Fox on Minnesota, though, would make a lot of sense. I'd have Rubio could... over Derrick Rose for sure. At this point, the injury is he's Same. Rudy, Same. Rudy Fernandez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you think you, you think Fox will go as low I as— I think he'll drop, yeah. And yes, I do think— he's top going five back to in you, most— no, I, I completely draft. disagree. Yep. I think Jonathan Isaac will drop down to seven. I think Jonathan Isaac and Minnesota Timberwolves are a match made in heaven. I think of Carl Anthony Towns right now playing center, having a, stre- a stretch four like Jason Tatum, big, lengthy, long arm, shot blocker, uh, can shoot the outside shot, play in, play out, face up, post up. You have I- Sorry, you have Isaac? I like Jonathan Isaac at number seven for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think he makes the most sense for that team. I think he's a project. I don't think he's going to be relevant anytime soon. But I think over time, especially playing with a young center like Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to you know only grow with that organization. Hey, have any of you guys checked if these young guys have even worked out for the teams yet? Have oh. they had that? I don't know, but Lonzo's not working out for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what a joke that whole situation. Well, none We're of them are going to be in the com- right a lot of them, like the top ten picks, won't be in the combine, or they weren't in the combine, and but then they, they won't even. And then some of them won't work out the for teams. The Raptors picks, have started wait, top 10 working. Top picks in. don't work out for the NBA teams beforehand. I think some of them will work out for specific teams. That's why Boston even asked. But I yeah, some some of the top ten will work out for teams specifically. They just don't want to do the overall. The Raptors have started already working out players for for their pick. I think they've already seen like ten or twelve players this week alone. And some of them are even off the the top one hundred projection board. Good. So well, it se- it seems like from what the Raptors are working out this year, the players that they're bringing in, they want um, sort of a, exactly what Brandon was saying, sort of a wing, a st- like a wing three and D kind of a player. I think we should make LeVar well, this Ball is a year go you could really find honestly sort of this could be a year where you could really find a gem, right? Like the yep. hype that surrounds some some of these key name players is so prominent that like teams or players that are going to be further on in the draft may get overlooked because of it. And the Raptors could it's going to be interesting to see years from now which one of these players pans out. Hey, yep. they have Tatum here ranked number 2 at this list I'm looking at. That's interesting cuz I got him at 6 for the Orlando Magic. Really? Yeah, Jason Tatum going to Orlando Magic at six. 
And why is that? I put him over Jonathan Isaac because Jason Tatum is like kind of like a ready-made product. I know I kind of mentioned this last week, but he has a very you know low ceiling but really high floor. He's like a 17-5-3 type of guy right off the bat. He's going to be very Danny Granger-esque. He's going to immediately add to the offense. He's going to be able to contribute right off the bat. And, you know, to a certain degree, on a poor team, you could run the offense through him. I don't see him as an ideal number one superstar. But as a complementary piece to an already great team, I think he can be a 1B, 1C sort of option. Um, and, and listen, Orlando needs offense. They don't really have a go-to score. They don't really have a guy on their, on their team that they can really depend on night in, night out offensively. And I think Jason Tatum could be that guy for them next season. I don't think they're going to be making the playoffs anytime soon, but I think when they get some sort of you know, um, you know consistency offensively from a guy like Tatum night in, night out. How, how See, tall is he? Six foot eight, Jason yeah. Tatum. So you think Jason – I think they – well, what, my kind of craziness was putting Fox down at the seventh spot, but you think that Tatum's going to drop all the way to the sixth spot? Well, I'll explain to you after. Okay, well, I think for uh, Orlando, it's going to be uh, Laurie Markinen, and I think Jeff, uh, Jeff Weltman actually is a big part of that because he likes, again, he's part of the big reason why Jonas Valanciunas came here. Um, Who did new, you take, sorry? Uh, Laurie Markkanen. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, from Arizona. Yes, so again, yes, yes. so he's a big man. They're always in the need of. They're always kind of in the need for big men. They kind of have. Well, now they have Terrence Ross. They have, you know, they have the. I don't like enough players. You think Orlando's gonna drop this? Guy? Like, I think Orlando's gonna. They need a, a big man. I know he's a good yeah. shooter, man, but he's very like. Who do they have? Bismack Biombo. Biombo Vucevic. Vucevic is a free agent. Aaron Gordon's a power forward. Is he? Yeah, okay. soon. So uh, I he's think more like Frank Kinnan. Kaminsky though, man. Like I don't really see him being like you know like if you look at yeah, the Frank guys Kaminsky's on the a good, board, uh, you know what I mean. Player, like he's yeah. a good player, but oh, he has talking, the opportunity okay, to draft okay. transcendent, you know, once in a generation type athletic talent. talent. And, you know, taking a guy like Laurie Markkanen <laughs> at six is a little, you know. A little bit of a stretch, in my opinion. Like, I have five. A, seven, a, a seven-footer that could shoot? Well, no. Like, he can't defend for shit, though. That's a problem. You know, you, you, you can't play him on the court with Vucevic. you got to put him with Biombo, and I don't think that's a really great offensive tandem whatsoever because Biombo's not a fucking starting center, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think at that point of the draft, like, there's not really a better Well, a five. I got five. A, a five, I got going to the Philadelphia Sexers from that trade from Sacramento. Okay. I got Malik Monk. I got Malik Monk on the 76ers because he's a good off guard to play with Ben Simmons. You know, he doesn't need to have the ball in his hand to facilitate the offense. He has a great outside shot. You know, he he can he's good on the pick and roll. He's just a good, you know, he's a good complimentary piece of that offense. So the two players Philly player take or who? Situation. So you, who are your well, two players? I got players? Donovan Mitchell and I got Malik Monk. You know, guys that logistically speaking make sense to build around, you know, Ben Simmons, um, uh, Joel Embiid, you know, Dario Saric, you know, the guys they currently have on the roster. These are all American players, eh? Mm-hmm. See, this I, year. I I think that those players would be so much better on uh, on Sacramento to develop there. They don't have any... I'd be curious to see how biased some of these pre-draft rankings are. Well, you go me- back like, in the history like, and look at some of the to, drafts. To, so that they get NCAA players out there and drafted. Yeah, well, I mean... You know? Yeah, no, I know. Um, so, Sacramento for the five, for me... Um, I have Jonathan Isaac going there. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, so Isaac would round out my top five. Um, Sacramento, I think, like, what do they have? Scal and, and, and Willie. Willie Cauley-Stein are their big men right now. Like, would Scal start. Would, would be the two starting big men next year. So, yeah, I, I have Jonathan Isaac. He's big. Yeah, he's physical. He's kind of everything that they need, I think. Um, and he's strong. Well, it's, we, it's, we had a great tournament. That's what I talk about the Raptors, though, man. Like, drafting, like, a very high ceiling, you know, guy that could be, you know, 
five years down the line, the best player from the draft. And I see that a lot in Jonathan Isaac. He listen, looks so he go good in the tournament, in the too. He's, a, he's the biggest anomaly in the draft, in my opinion, because I, I don't know where that guy's going to land. I'm not quite sure where teams are going to value this guy. At four, I got going to the uh, Phoenix Suns, man. I got Joshua Jackson. Um, my opinion, probably the highest upside in the draft. Someone that, like Jason Tatum, you know you're going to get a competent player night in, night out. Um I, I, Phoenix I just would think, be so think, happy if they yeah, dropped yeah. to and four it's a perfect and got situation Josh for Jackson. Phoenix. It's a perfect situation for Phoenix. I'll talk about my third pick for the Kings afterwards. I think we clearly know who it's going to be. But I, I just, you know, you, you, you got you know got Drew Bledsoe, you have Devin Booker, and adding a guy like just an athletic freak and a defensive presence like Joshua Jackson to the complementary outside shooting of Bledsoe and Booker, and, and even like a guy like Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender, it's just a perfect addition to add to that team in the rebuilding process you know what i mean yeah i think phoenix needs to just take at uh at the four spot the best player on the board uh at that time and i think um i think josh jackson will already be taken mm-hmm. but uh, in the third spot by philly so i think it's jason tatum i think jason tatum has so much uh so much upside like you were saying earlier it's, it's um, in same position as well you know what i mean like same sort of uh value offensively maybe tatum's a little more polished as an offensive player but, you know, I think that Jackson definitely has the higher upside, but immediately off the bat, and just for, you know, filling out the roster and getting that necessary piece that they've been missing, uh, that, that's a great point. I think Jason Payton would be a fantastic fourth pick. So then your number three is Sacramento, you so, said, in your no, trade? Yeah, Sacramento. Okay. And I, like, I, I mentioned this before, the tiers of, you know, prospects, you know, and I mentioned Darren Fox and the first tier. And I, I do believe that Darren Fox's performance against Lonzo Ball throughout the, you know, throughout the season, especially, you know, his competitiveness nature in the tournament this season just made me just appreciate this guy so much more yeah listen, he outplayed I, him man yeah and i he know he him. listen man i know he has his limitations as a player and very similar to josh jackson he doesn't really have the greatest outside shot in the world but i think he's the type of guy who's constantly going to be in the gym working his ass off and becoming the best possible player he can be and i know it's a huge cliche to throw out there but like just you know the passion that guy shows on the court like when he lost in the tournament just the emotion he kind of dem- like displayed you know like i love guys like that like i love guys who just really wear their Hard on their sleeve on the court, man, and and I, I think Deron Fox is also at a six foot four, high, like highly athletic, quick point guard. I think he could potentially be, you know, within the same mold of a John Wall. Yeah, to me, I, I, well, I have at uh, the three, so I still have Philly going there, and just to stay, like I don't think Philly needs to get a point guard. Ben Simmons is their point guard going forward. Well, especially a point guard like Deron Fox, who you know is decent off the ball, but doesn't it's not, it's not can't create his own shot basically. Exactly, I, I think they do need sort of a, a wing player, and that's why I have Josh Jackson going there, and mm-hmm. Josh Jackson going, uh, See, like, that's, going to Philly. Yeah, but that's my issue so again. Oh, man, can you imagine? But they're that's my issue Philly. right there. Is <laughs> that, that if they do jazz Joshua Jackson? They're going to be fucked. They're going to be clogged. The lane's going to be clogged every single night. Like, who is the shooter on that team? You have four basically big men who don't have efficient outside shots whatsoever. Well, Embiid can you're, shoot. You're, you're, you're putting... You're putting no, a, like, not efficient. You, he hasn't been proven you, to be you, you can't put shooter. out a it's roster of four players of Jackson, like, Darryl, Sarge, jump shot. Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid who don't have established jump shots. Or yeah, ben shots. Simmons, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson. Daryl Sarek. Sark, yeah. And Joel Embiid and whoever is playing point guard. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think you can draft Josh Jackson. I know Josh Jackson's a fantastic basketball player. And he's probably the best player on the board. And if I was the Toronto Raptors, or if I was just drafting for the best player possible, I would be drafting Josh Jackson over Deron Fox. But I think just, you know, the trade and just, you know. I'm a big proponent, though, of drafting the best player and not necessarily the player of need. 
Yeah, but I, I, think, I think it's a mistake a lot of teams make that they end up drafting someone that they think they need. They think they need a center. They have to have a center to fill out, and then they end up overlooking players that are actually have way higher of a ceiling. And that pan- who knows what's going to happen to Joel Embiid? But Put it that way. Philadelphia. Joel Embiid's one of those players that could get injured next year again. Who who knows what happens with that team? Ben Simmons is coming on is coming. Play his first game, but, but so this could be the, the best player the on the talent, board, yeah. and you got to keep going forward. So I think for them, Josh think Jackson makes the most system, sense. Though I think, I, mean, I think this like Philadelphia is an exemption. If you're a top three pick, no, I think you're, you're picking Philly, the best yeah, no, top, player. Yeah, no, man. If Philly, Philly, if you're Philly, ten just trade him then, right? Yeah, He'll have value. If it's behind the top, if it's a six pick and beyond, I think that's when you go for like sort of sort of for your positional player. Philly, Philly, hot, Philly is the exemption, man. Philly is the exemption in that discussion because they've been rebuilding for so long. They have the team that they need. They have the all-stars. They have the superstars. And they have the organization, the players that they need. They just need to add complementary parts. You think that they should get Kyle Lowry, though, don't you? Huh? Don't you think they should get Absolutely, Kyle Lowry? See, I think that's terrible. How does he fit? You think he's Josh a fantastic three-point shooter? He can Bet, play off ball. Um, so you think he's going to play shooting guard? Oh, as no, a shooting no. Guard, eh? Complimentary piece to run the offense with Ben Simmons. No, ben yes. Simmons. So what's Ben Simmons going to do? Just sit on the bench. The ball in his hand. He's already a Kyle year Lowry can play that offense because he can create his own shot. He can shoot outside. He, he yeah, you have to play two guards. Also, huh? That would be so strange. Yeah, you have a point guard that's, that's so much taller and bigger than Defensively, your shooting guard. Defensively, Kyle would be guarding the one. Like, I don't think he'd be that bad. No, they could do fit. it. It's just yeah, that. Simmons can guard the five. Yeah, right? <laughs> Malik Monk and Ben Simmons makes the most sense. Why would you want to float out a roster of four people who can't shoot? Well, again, like I said, I'm going for not necessarily. I don't think their roster is like Greg was kind of saying. I don't think they're proven at all, You're Philadelphia. Team no, back. but how do you know? Hold on. But how do you know that, like, you a, take a player like player. Josh Jackson could – I mean, he shoots. He, he's a professional basketball player. He's going to be have to get better with his shot and whatever. But he could emerge as – I think he will. He has so much – you could tell the game's easy for him, a kid like that. He, Although he's not a great shooter now, he will be as long as he, – if he's the type that works on his game. If he's just like a hot dog and just like a freak athletic talent, you have to know the kid that you're drafting, I think, too. Then I would not take him. Yeah, because but you're right. That, if he doesn't develop that, you're, it, it – I'm not saying he's not going to develop it. I'm saying the Philadelphia 76ers can't take the gamble of drafting a guy who potentially might have a broken shot. No, but shot. hey, man, if you have young athletic talent in the NBA, like just push the ball, go and dunk that it. That can only take you so far. That in team league, would be yeah. so good defensively. Like we're talking offense right now. Imagine how good they'd be defensively if yeah. they had Embiid, Jackson, yeah. and Simmons on the floor guarding the three best players of the other team. Do you know what? That's, a, good, that's a very, very I mean, hard team is, to score against. Okafor is decent as a power forward. Um, he's not, he's not amazing, and defensively he's not amazing. But I could, uh, I definitely see your point. And if their rookies build and they're actually all good, yeah. free agents will come. You know, like that's the that's how the NBA teams are made these days. You, you get really hey, good drafts. Joel Embiid is the reason why Valanciunas can't be traded. You understand? Why is that? Be so, how are you going to defend that guy? Don't you want to have a body to defend that guy? That massive... He's not defending Embiid. Yeah, he is. Who else would you... He'd eat Ibaka up. He's too big. Uh, Valentin is one of the biggest bodies in the NBA at this point. And if you plug... You put that in the middle under the basket, it's a deterrent. It acts as a force. You know what I mean? Like... LeBron doesn't doesn't want to drive at Valanciunas like he does want to drive at... Ibaka's a bad example. He's a shot blocker. But even that, he just overpowers him. You know? You need force to defend force. Right? I mean, 
It's like Shaquille O'Neal. That's how we. That's, he just Shaquille O'Neal just attacked the basket. He didn't even shoot the basketball. Yeah, but even Joel Embiid is is more athletic than Valanciunas. He, he can even move around him. But if Valanciunas on Embiid against, would be a nightmare. I'd rather have Ibaka. Have on, you seen him? No, but Ibaka can't defend against really big, big players like a Demarcus Cousins. He'd be absolutely right. JV has played well against him. Right, Howard. JV has played well against Howard. All these power bags, power centers. You need Seems him. Seems like Demarcus Cousins we're always gonna be crushes the, same the Raptors. As Embiid. <laughs> right. We're gonna we're in the same conference as Embiid. We're gonna play this big okay. asshole for four more years, four Minimum. times I know. a year. I know. Right, I getting back on side. track. Number two, we, we are on track. Yes. <laughs> two, Lavar, Lalonzo Ball, number yes. one, Mark Hall Fultz. I don't yes. think exactly. We really so need I was gonna say that's yeah, that's like Lonzo Ball clearly just looks like a goddamn Laker. I don't Do think see? it's the best fit so, possible. I think with D'Angelo Russell, that's the worst offensive tandem you could ever possibly assemble, especially in the card position. But shit, he looks like a loss. Is it fair to say he looks like the face of Los Angeles basketball? If you were a GM of another team, would you completely overlook his dad or would you take that as a huge factor in drafting him? If you were, say, I don't know, oh, I, um, I, Philly with the number three pick and let's just say they took Josh Jackson, the Lakers. Would you consider Alonzo Ball? I would three? have a meeting with them and have like clear knit Alonzo stipulations. Ball, do you think Alonzo Ball is No, I'm saying the be, Lakers, a, let's a just say, don't want. talent than... Josh Jackson? No, but I think the Lakers are going to take Lonzo Ball. Ball's either going to flop or be like, a, uh, uh, I know we use this word a lot on this podcast, transcendent talent. It's a good word. Imagine Magic Johnson. It's a fantastic word, man. Imagine Magic Johnson mentoring this young man. Darren Fox made him look really bad, though, in the, in the tournament. Well, Darren Fox is a better athlete. He's a better basketball player. <laughs> no. Oh. Lonzo Ball could be the biggest bust of this draft. The way that, that he, or. And how Lakers would I that mean, be? Or. Oh, geez. Hey, if anybody's. Okay. If anybody's going to take away that young man's career, it's his father. I think, I think that's a legitimate talent. When I watched him play, I was very impressed by him. Like, I've only seen him a few times, Brandon. So Are you I don't, doubting I don't like to the big baller brand right now, man? How fucking <laughs> dare you? <laughs> All right, guys, we are uh, we're running down to the end. Graffin, do you have hey. anything you want to add, buddy? Uh, no, I'm just I'm just thinking about free agents in the summer. Back to sorry, back to the Raptors quickly. But just to take your point, if they weren't uh, if they were to keep going for it, what I would want is for them to not sign Lowry. And I did. A, who I should did, be draft. You so need hold to see on, who the Raptors would draft. Who the, oh, who the Raptors would draft? Sorry. Yeah. So, it, 23. There's there's a lot of good players here. Um, what are we looking for? Again, I think the Raptors should do the best player that's kind of on the board. Um, so it's tough. I think they're going to go for a big man. I don't. I don't like Valanciunas. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, that's obvious. That I've stated that. I think uh, I don't know how many times, and it, it all depends on who. There's a lot up. of Valanciunas hating that goes on. I sometimes feel it's unfair to the young man. Well, only on this podcast. No, man. There's a lot of like. Well, I'm not going to get into it here. But there's a reason why we include well, his yell. Well, look, Let's if, save that one for next time, okay, guys? We're winding it down. we got time for one more topic. I can ser- sincerely apologize to everyone else. So I just want to end this on one note. We have Game 5 tonight against the Boston Celtics uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Realistically, Cleveland's going to win that game. The game the series is over. Let, let's just jump it better ahead be. a second if it's here. Not, if it's not, I question Cleveland's okay. ability to beat. The Warriors. We'll go. We'll talk about this can. in depth next week. We're Raptors do a draft quick Jonathan preview of Cleveland, <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Greg, is there anything you want to talk about? Kind of previewing that? that eventual matchup. Um, 
I'm actually really excited because it's the only it's going to be the only competitive basketball that we've seen these whole playoffs. It's what we've all been waiting for from the start of the season, and C- Cleveland's going to lose in six, I think. I want to see like a like, gonna, a, like I, I want to watch tonight, and then I'm going to give my prediction next week. It because it doesn't start the finals don't start until when? I want to see some like HBO like access, June third, man. Some like big like lead up to this shit, dude. I will be in North Bay on June third. Yo, shout out my Jarvis boys today, winning the city championship, the double, the indoor, the outdoor. Very proud of you, young men. This is Toronto Basketball Matters Podcast, and the wisdom of the day is do not take an edible and do a podcast. Go Bulldogs!